0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. I'll we'll pre-record on my count. 7, 6, 5, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A.
1: miss to the, top. to the top this is the eagle hour with bob getty and luke johnson
2: hey good afternoon everybody welcome to the tuesday edition of the eagle hour from the first bank studios in laurel and addysburg Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Morgans all together this afternoon to broadcast uh, Golden Eagle Sports Talk around the state of Mississippi. We're glad you're with us. Sam H- uh, Hohen from uh, Longwood University is going to be joining us in just a moment. He's the play-by-play voice for the basketball team that the men's team will be facing uh, t- is it tomorrow night. Tomorrow night uh, Joy Lee McNell also on the show today. Her team got invited to the women's version of the CBI tournament. Uh, they'll be playing Thursday night in Hattiesburg Golden Eagle baseball is in town tonight and an old familiar foe and friend yes I I should say friend not foe uh, back in town that'll be an interesting matchup tonight uh, so lots to talk about on this edition of the Eagle Hour opening segment as always is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit a proud supporter of all things Southern Miss Dickey's invites you to enjoy their delicious assortment of meats that they smoke in-house in their restaurants every day and reminds you, too, that they cater any occasion, big or small. So the next time you have something special going on in your life, sit back, relax, enjoy it, and let Dickies do the cooking, and we thank uh, Dickies Barbecue for their support of the Eagle Hour. All right, so the Golden Eagles basketball season continues tomorrow night uh, at uh, Longwood University in Central Virginia as uh, they get ready to take on the Longwood University and the first round of the CBI tournament. But before we get to our guest, Kelly, hadn't a chance to talk to you uh, since basketball ended the the conference tournament, uh, Western Kentucky in the end, the big guys a little
3: too much. Right? I, I really thought, I really thought, you know, it's so hard to beat any team at that level three straight times. And at halftime when the Eagles were right there with them, I said, okay, as has been their modus operandi the past two or three games, hang tough until, until halftime and then kind of, you know, Spread mm-hmm. it out a little bit and uh, and win in the second half. It just just wasn't meant to be because I'm convinced. Of course, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts. We all know that phrase. Mm-hmm. But had Southern beaten Western Kentucky, I'm convinced they would have beaten Old Dominion. I think yeah. I think we matched up much better with Old Dominion than Western Kentucky.
2: Yeah, I, you and I were at the Western Kentucky game here, and uh, they they were just athletic and eagles just didn't match up well with those two big guys
3: big dudes uh,
2: man really big big dudes dudes. sam Hovind is the play-by-play voice of longwood university they'll be entertaining the southern miss golden eagles tomorrow night in the first round of the cbi basketball tournament sam welcome to the eagle hour glad to have you on the show i
1: appreciate it thanks
2: for having me uh we got a little bit of an interference here uh don't know exactly what's causing that but uh, hopefully we'll get it worked out uh Golden Eagle fans not familiar with your basketball program. Tell us a little bit about Longwood University and your basketball program.
1: The Longwood University, recently, uh, uh, is only in its 12th year Division I uh, overall uh, transition to Division One. i tell
2: you what, Sam, we're having some – we've got some problems with your phone line. We're going to hang up and try to reconnect with you, okay, if you'll just hang with us for, for just a minute or two. All right, we apologize for the technical problem. Michael's going to try to reconnect um with Sam, is this a dangerous type of trap game for USM, or will USM just be too athletic for a team like I, that?
3: I think regardless of what happens, we and we talked about this on the show before, this is a reward. And, again, this tournament is one you have to pay to get into, wow. right? I mean, you have to wow. be invited, but you have to pay to get into. But I think, I think kudos to the university for – and it's it's no it's not a secret that that money's not exactly, you know, over abundant at southern but for them to be able to reward these seniors who have paid the price Literally and figuratively um, for them to get into the tournament, I think, says a lot for the university right now. Good for them. All
2: right, we're to, we're trying to hook back up uh, with Mr. Hovind. Hopefully he can call us back. Not sure what the interference was there. I, I gather you see it the same way, Luke, just a reward for the kids. And um, I don't know, is the reward more important than the outcome?
0: Well, it's both. When we played bowl games in football, even though there wasn't a, uh, you know, a championship on the line, it was a reward. But what Jeff Bauer always said was, Hey guys, we're here to win a game. And I guarantee you, Doc Sadler's not leaning in the needle of we're just thankful to play another game. I mean, he wants to win. And if you know anything about these five seniors and how competitive they are, they're there to win. And so you're looking at if you win four games, you've won a championship. Conference USA North Texas uh, won this tournament last year, and, uh, and this is an opportunity for them to play for a championship. So it's not just like let's play kind of a consolation game. They're going out tomorrow competing in a tournament with a championship on the line. And so uh, I think the reward is just kind of extra in there, but these guys are set to win. All right, I think we've got Sam back on the phone. Sam, you with us?
1: I am with you guys.
0: Sorry okay, about
2: good. That. No, no problem. Now we hear you clearly. All right, tell us, Sam, about Longwood University and what kind of basketball team Golden Eagle fans are going to be watching tomorrow night.
1: Well, so Longwood University, it's a, it's a university that's been around for a long time, since 1839, but uh, the basketball team moved to Division One play in 2007, so it's a fairly new Division One program, uh, moved to the Big South in 2012-2013, and we've got a first-year coach, Griff Aldrich, who's just generated a ton of excitement around the program. Um, we're really excited. Fifteen and seventeen is our record this year, but that's our that's our one of our best Division One seasons ever. Um, we we had the most wins over D one programs this year that we that we've ever had, and mm-hmm. we really play. He plays. A, he, he brought an exciting style of basketball. Um, tries to really push the pace. Um, you know, sort of modern basketball. You'll, you'll see a lot of three pointers shot. I think by both teams looking at the stats, but I mean Longwood shoots about half its shots from three and up and down the court but he also stresses and really wants to play hard aggressive defense and he's really focused a lot on his team this year about making sure his guys are mentally locked in all season long and and they've really seen a lot of growth it's been fun to watch this team throughout you know you start in november and then you watch where they end up in march and it's just it's just been a fun growth process all season long well, that, that's kind of been what I've seen from the sideline.
2: Well, tell us about the atmosphere. What, what kind of crowd do you think you'll have tomorrow night? What sort of atmosphere do the Golden Eagles are uh, going to find themselves in?
1: You know, hopefully, I mean, we would expect this to be a pretty good one. This is the first time we've played in a postseason tournament uh, in our Division One history. Um, the last time we went to a postseason tournament was back when we were Division Two, early in the 2000s. Um, so, so this is an opportunity for fans and students to, to really show out and support you know Longwood basketball. Uh, there, there've been a lot of exciting things that have happened. They've they've bought into the team, and we'll, in the games that I've been in this year, uh, it has been loud in willit Hall. The stadium holds almost two thousand people at uh, full full capacity. It's a nice, cozy, compact gym, and and sound reverberates. I mean, it's it's loud in there. We had a game where a guy hit a, a shot with about eight seconds left to tie it, send it into overtime, and you just about couldn't hear anything because people were screaming so loud. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a really fun atmosphere.
3: Sam, I ask this question with all due respect, but to the basketball outsider looking in, they would look at Longwood's record, which they're below five hundred. and to the casual mm-hmm. fan, they'd say, what in the world is a, is a sub-500 college team doing in a tournament? Were you surprised at all that you guys uh, got into a postseason tournament, or how soon did you get word that this was a possibility?
1: So actually, when I was talking with Coach Aldrich post game uh, after we lost it to Hampton in the Big South playoff, he actually mentioned that that was a, that was a possibility. Um, so that was kind of when I first heard about it. You know, you, you never know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, yes, fifteen and seventeen, you look at that, but you you, you know, at some of these some of the smaller programs, you, you can play a tougher non conference schedule, different things like that, or kind of go through conference play. You have some ups and downs. Um, so I, I understand why, pe- why people think that, but I just think these these, these opportunities like the CBI and, and tournaments like the CIT, it's an opportunity to build on what you've accomplished during the year and help springboard you towards something in the future. And so I think that's really what we're excited about with our opportunity here. You know, you, you get an opportunity, yeah, we're along with 15 and 17, but now you have an opportunity to take advantage of that. You know, keep playing basketball, keep getting better, and, and build into that not only this year, but then use it to springboard something next year.
3: Southern Miss has some key seniors on the floor for the Golden Eagles. The, the youth of the basketball program at Longwood, does that also translate in the starting lineup for your team?
1: So if you were to talk to our head coach, and he's talked about it this year, he would kind of say everybody came in as a freshman because it's a new coaching staff entirely. So everybody, even your seniors, have to relearn what he wants for his system to play. So that's been something that, that everybody's kind of been growing throughout the year. This, we do have some experience on the roster, though. Um, you know, a couple of junior college guys that have transferred in and really performed well as well. So it's, it's we, we have a fair number. We have a couple of, we have two actual seniors in Damari and Jeter and uh, Spencer Franklin and those guys have been an emotional heart and soul for the team. I know it's really exciting that they get the chance to play another time. But then we've got some junior experience as well. There's there's some upperclassmen on the team that at least have been around for a little while. And Longwood, you know, has had its ups and downs. But it, these these are some, some of these players have experienced tournament success before in the Big South tournament. Um, Longwood's you know won a couple of first round games, different things like that in the past. And so so guys have had an opportunity to play in the postseason.
2: All right. Well. Uh... What what do you anticipate from Southern Miss? What what do you think your fans and your team know about Southern Miss basketball?
1: You know, if you're looking at it as a fan, uh, I would imagine we when we we've got some diehard fans that probably know you guys better better even than I do, and better <laughs> and just you know equal to our coaching staff. Um, I'm anticipating a game. I think looking at the at the numbers that probably is is going to see a fair number of threes shot. Uh, just mm-hmm. just based on you guys shoot the three extremely well. Um, you know, and I know you wanna get the ball inside. I've been talking with our coaches, you know, Southern Miss has some really good guards. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> some really good guards and, and that's gonna be something that you gotta to try to figure out how to stop. It seems like every team that we played this year, you, you could look at the team and say, Wow, that team's got a really good guard or that team's got two or three really good guards right. and so um I think that makes for exciting basketball when you talk about you've got some pace and space and different things like that.
2: All right, Sam, we're about out of time. Thanks very much for being on the show and look forward to a good game tomorrow night. Thanks so much. Sam Hoven, everybody, from Longwood University. Joy Lee McNellis, she's next. She'll have plenty to say on the Eagle Hour.
1: Southern Miss to the top.
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. Our buddies down there have the biggest selection of Southern Miss apparel you'll find anywhere on the planet. And if you're not in this area and want you some new Southern Miss swag, you can just go to campusbookmart.net and they will deliver it right to your front door. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, and Michael Murgins from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Well, the men's basketball team is not the only one playing in postseason. It was announced last night that not only are the Lady Eagles going to play in the WBI tournament, but they're going to going to host a game Thursday night when Nichols State comes to Reed Green Coliseum. So what better timing than to have the coach of the Lady Eagles, Coach Joy Lee McNellis, on the Eagle Hour. Coach, how are you? I am doing well. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing good, Coach. So tell us, when did, when did, this, when did this develop and uh, when did you know that you were going to be hosting a postseason game?
4: Well, we had bid for it a couple of weeks ago. Um, as did the NIP and just kind of see what exactly happened if you know if we were not able to win the conference championship Um, and so we just were not honestly very sure after we got beat against North Texas in that first round game we just was not sure what that opportunity would be and um, so ended up we got an email on Friday however I'd been on the road recruiting on Friday. Did not check my email till Saturday. I was in the office packing up to head to the Junior College Nationals um, out in uh, Lubbock, Texas, and I said, "You know, I probably need to check my email before I head out early in the morning because my flight was at five fifty Sunday morning." So as I'm scanning Saturday afternoon through my emails, I said, "Holy smoke! We're going to be invited to the WBI. Mm-hmm. I can't go to Lubbock." <laughs> and uh so we got the emails that obviously we could not announce or do anything that they would let us know everything last night and uh, so that's and, and they, t- they don't tell you a hundred percent sure they just say it's you know ninety nine percent sure you're going to be in, but we won't know for sure, so you never right. know really for sure right and well, so then they notified us yesterday afternoon at or yesterday evening about five o'clock. Right. that we were definitely going to be in, just did not know who we were playing or if we were playing at home or anything of that nature until later last night around 7 or something like that. Uh, but it's a great opportunity for us. It. it really, really is with uh, our team getting the opportunity, number one, to continue to play, to understand what surviving advance is all about. Because as we spoke to our team prior to going to uh the conference tournament a couple of weeks prior to, you know, just uh, in visiting with them, trying to help them understand what win in advance is about uh, and, you know, survive rather than lose and go home. You know, there's a big difference in any way you want to word that. Um, And we have a lot of our players on our team that haven't had an opportunity to play in that type of environment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can practice it. Uh, you can talk about it, but until you're in that kind of environment, you don't understand the hurt. You don't understand the pain. You don't understand the thrill of victory, the excitement. You don't understand it until you've mm-hmm. been there. Right. And so we're very thankful that our administration was supportive and putting a bid in for us to have that opportunity. So this young group of young ladies would have had that opportunity to experience that. Right.
3: So you're playing Nichols State out of the Southland Conference. It would have been a kick if the Lady Demons of Northwestern would have come in here where Jordan Dupuis would have brought uh, his his team in to, to face his old mentor, you and the, and the Lady Eagles.
4: Yeah, and uh, I tell you what, Jordan, obviously they're in the same league and looked at scores and stuff from that game, and Jordan had played them pretty tight. And, you know, on our Internet stuff, we're able to watch all their games, and so went back and watched uh, Jordan's game against them, and Jordan runs a lot of the same stuff that we've run, that we run. And so it was good to be able to see how they defended different things that we would run against Jordan. So I'm glad Jordan had an opportunity to play them twice before we get a chance to play them to see how we can uh, move the pieces of uh, the puzzle a little different way. Uh, to be able to counteract some of the things that they're going to do. Because Doobie, which is the coach at Nichols, she actually worked here for Coach James and got her master's degree from here Mm. uh, back when Coach James was here. So she's always been a friend of ours, and she knows that Jordan worked here for all those years. And so I'm sure she has studied what Jordan has done and what we do and probably has tried to make some moves in her chess game as to how to make those counters, too, as well. So uh, they are a very good basketball team for sure.
0: Look. Coach, uh, congratulations on the, the postseason appearance. Nickel State, 20 and 11 on the year. You're talking about how good they were. They played Baylor, Auburn, LSU. Two lane, But they ended the uh, regular season kind of the same way your ladies did. Um, right. They went in on a seven-game winning streak. Uh, specifically, what are they going to do that's going to cause possibly the Lady Eagles some problems?
4: Well, they run a weird matchup defense, one like we've not faced before, to be very honest with you. Um, and my associate head coach and I, as soon as we got the call last night, we've been uh, – and different aspects of the game. He's been working offensively. I've been working the defensive side of what they're doing, and they do a lot of different things offensively that we've not faced this year. They run their matchup zone is just totally their roles. You try to figure out their roles of cutters going through and ball screens, their roles are very different. We run a matchup zone, but it's nothing like ours, um, and that's the thing you're concerned with a young team when you have to go against something that you really can't emulate in practice. You know, you can't set it up because you don't know their rules. Um, So you've just got to try to work through that and see exactly how to be able to make it the best you can to be able to set up your offenses so they can see exactly what works. So Jill and I have gone back probably six or seven games. Uh, We even went back because we have several common opponents, UTEP being one. Tulane being one, Mississippi Valley being one, William Carey. uh, then, of course, Northwestern State. So we've gone back their most recent games, but we've also gone back to those other games that are common opponents to see how we've played them in our matchup and then how they have played them in their matchup to just kind of figure out a strategy in preparation for our team. So needless to say, he and I haven't had a whole lot of sleep in preparation for this game. Get ready for practice today, um, but I think that that's our biggest concern is we've got to score the basketball, and that's what we struggled against North Texas. We missed 20 shots at the rim. We got to stick the ball in the hole, and you know they're going to throw right. some jumps at us, and that's what I kind of call their matchup is a little bit of a jump defense. Right. Um, but they do some different things in their three-quarter court and so we've just got to prepare for it and uh, give it our best shot. And the bottom line is we can say whatever we want to say, but you've got to take care of the basketball and make shots.
0: Well, that's right. right. <laughs> Coach, uh, you, you uh, won nine out of the last 11, but you ended the season on a two-game losing streak if you, if you count yes. the tournament. What's, what's the message to the ladies? Uh, because they do have one more uh, opportunity to play opportunity. and possibly four more opportunities to play.
4: Yeah. And, and, you know, that's what we talked about. Um, you know, when we found out, obviously they were all on, they went home on spring break, had a few days off, and we had to bring them back early after I saw that email. Uh, they just came back in. We practiced Sunday night. Some of them weren't coming back in into Sunday night. So they just came back a few days, or, I mean, a few hours early for us to get a workout in just to kind of get everything back focused in this direction. And, you know, that's what we shared with them is, you know, God's blessed us with another opportunity. We didn't know that we would get another opportunity after losing in the first round because in talking to the WBI, you know, they said, you've got to get to the second round. And so when we lost against North Texas, we just wasn't sure that that opportunity would present itself. But it did. And so we we have a second chance. And, you know, in life, you don't always get a second chance to continue to play. And we've got this second chance in 2019, and it's our responsibility to be able to give it our best shot and do everything we can to prepare the best way we can. so what we did yesterday is because we have players on our team that's never been a part of a selection show, so we set it up in our video room. We had a little bit of a selection show so we could let them see what that was like. We had the WBI uh, video something, send it in to us. We had cake and uh, sparkling grape juice for them for celebration,
2: oh, cake, and cake. Uh,
4: <laughs> just so they could experience because they've seen it on TV, you know, where they zoom in. And then the Rice head coach uh, did a video and sent it to us because two years ago Rice was in the won the WBI. And then they went to the NIT, and this year they were ranked in the top 20 and won the conference
2: championship. Coach, the you have AP any idea it. how Kelly's eyes lit up when you said cake? You said cake, and <laughs> Kelly just got a big smile on his face. <laughs> Kelly, and it was chocolate cake, too. I, Oh, I never met a chocolate oh, cake it, I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, we're going to hold you over, okay? Okay. Uh, Coach Shirley McNellis on the Eagle Hour. We're going to continue our conversation with her right after the break.
1: To the top.
0: Third segment of Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Great plate lunches. Stop by and see all that they have on the walls, all the memorabilia. There may even be a, uh, a picture somewhere of, of Kelly John Sander. I'm not sure about that, but perhaps it is. But anyway, uh, Fourth Street Barn Girl, Grill, proud sponsor of the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, Michael Bergen's from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. In beautiful downtown Laurel, we continue with Lady Eagle head basketball coach, coach Joy Lee McNellis. So, coach, Uh, Year 15, uh, not over yet, but 17 and 13, 9 and 7. Give us your uh, assessment of your 15th year at the helm of the Lady Eagle basketball program.
4: You know, obviously, as a coach, you you want your team to experience winning in every game you play. Uh, But that's unrealistic. And, you know, we knew going into this year that this was going to be a year that, with five freshmen, six newcomers, it would be somewhat of a rebuilding year um, with having one senior in Megan Brown. Uh, our question to in was lack of experience. Who was going to step up and provide leadership? Because, you know, last year we had a lot of growing pains with leadership uh, and losing the players that we had lost the year before. Uh, but, you know, we had uh, Hannah lot that really did a great job last year with leadership for us. Uh, and we lost Hannah and then we lost Molly Brown and um you know and then Jayla King which was a three year starter for us. So when you lose, you know, three players that really made a difference in your program, you know, you don't know. There's a lot of unknown. So with that unknown, you know, you have Megan Brown that's kinda of by herself as a lone senior that's not really a vocal player but leads a lot by example and is a tremendous person and is going to do everything right. So you wonder who's going to step up and be that vocal leader. And then you have to put Megan in a different environment, in a different situation, challenge her differently. Shantae Hales, that's always kind of been someone that's been in the shadow of everything. You know, now she's got to step up and be the vocal leader. And it took us a while, to be honest with you, to kind of get on track. And so after we got into conference play a little bit, it gave us that opportunity to get on track and, you know, I give a tremendous amount of credit to Shontay Hales because I believe that we go as she goes. And uh, she did a great job for us as we were on that winning streak and really made a huge difference for us, had a couple of 30-point games, um, and really led us, led us vocally more than anything. So I was really pleased with the progress that we made, really pleased with the progress that we made. Obviously very disappointed in how we played against North Texas, um, Probably more so because of our execution at the rim and our free-throw shooting because all year we've shot free-throws very well. Um, We had opportunity after opportunity against North Texas. We fought hard in the comeback. You know, we get it to a two-point game. We tie the game, and we just could not get it over the hump. We have the ball to take the lead, and we charge. You know, we just did not play very smart in that game down the stretch. So that game, honestly, was a huge disappointment. But again, when you look at that stretch, when we win 9 out of 11, 10 out of 12 down that stretch, that's a stretch as a coaching staff. You walk with a sense of pride for those young ladies because, you know, you've watched their growth and you've seen how far they've come and you have to be proud of them.
3: Coach, I wanted to ask you, you. You said you were on your way. You know, before you learned about the tournament, that you were headed over to Lubbock uh, for the National Junior College Tournament, in which Jones uh, College, yes. which is right up the road here, coached by Missy Bilderback, her Lady Bobcats won their first round game yesterday. What would you say, particularly in the state of Mississippi, Coach McNellis, What would you, what would you give? What is the state of junior college basketball on the women's side, statewide in Mississippi? Would you say? Well, I
4: can't say specific things. But I can say that, you know, we have some really solid programs in Mississippi in junior college basketball, and obviously we're recruiting some of those. That's one of the reasons I was headed to the junior college national. Um, you know, unfortunately, some of, a lot of those kids want to go out of state. I'm not sure why, but they do. They're not a true Mississippian like me, I guess. Uh, but a lot of those kids uh, make choices to go other places, uh, to leave our state. We're working really hard to try to get some of those to stay within reach of us. And uh, we'd like to have some Mississippians to stay here. But uh, we really do have some very good programs in our state.
3: Well, we want to wish, wish you the best of luck Thursday night as the Lady Eagles will entertain the Lady Colonels of Nickel State out of the Southland Conference. You'll be hearing more on uh, all the social media sites. You can follow the Lady Eagles there. And, and if all goes as we have planned here, the Eagle Hour will originate live from Reed Green Coliseum on Thursday afternoon. Continued success, Joy Lee McNellis, a Mississippi treasurer. We continue to be so happy that you are here. Thanks so much for your time.
4: Thank you,
2: guys. Appreciate you having me on. All right, everybody. Coach Joy Lee McNellis. Uh no greater lady, Kelly. Just a wonderful woman. No, dedicated
3: no to the university, for sure.
2: Yeah, no question. Uh, it came from Memphis. She was pretty successful in Memphis, wasn't
3: she? Yeah, and I remember when she was hired after, you know, Kay James had retired, uh, people were going, gosh, how did we get – well, Kay James, there was a coach between Coach James and mm-hmm. Coach McNellis coming back. but But at her pay grade, she took a pay cut to come back from Memphis. Mm-hmm. That, that shows you how much she wanted to be at Southern Miss, and, and I'm sure has had opportunities since then. But, but this is home. You know, she's a Picayune native, I think, right down the road. Three so. Conference
2: USA teams in this tournament. And I don't know, guys, looks like to me the Golden Eagles drew a pretty tough opening opponent, Nickel State. But they're at home, you know, so that'll help, obviously. Right. Uh, USM, North Texas, and Marshall. All in the tournament. And the first game, uh, we hope there's a great crowd for that. Thursday night at 6 o'clock, really hope that uh, Southern Miss fans will turn out and support this uh, women's basketball team. So, I don't know, you guys, I think it's good both teams are playing in the postseason. Women's women's situation was a little different. I'm glad they're at home. But you and I were talking, uh, Kelly, before the show, how happy we were for the five senior guys that the university stepped up and put them in that tournament. Those kids deserved another opportunity.
3: And, and back on the women's side, wouldn't it be a kick if Southern Miss actually, through the, the way the brackets worked out, if they would get another shot at North Texas? Right. You know, after North Texas sidelined them at the conference tournament. Right. Right. And what if they could both win the tournament? What Like Luke Luke said so aptly, you know, you're playing for a championship. Look, if, right. if you're in it, you might as well be in it to win it, right. right? And use it as a recruiting tool to to bring other other athletes here.
2: Did you catch that, Luke, that clever, if you're in it to win it? You like that? It's
0: the way it should be. I mean, as an athlete, you're not just there, well, thanks for giving us another game. I mean, you might as well stay home if that's the case. And, and uh, it, Kelly, Bob and I talked about this yesterday. What does it say about Conference USA uh, men's basketball? Not to be a Debbie Downer here, but but frustrated that Western Kentucky did not get a NIT bid, and your conference champion who won 26 games is a 14th seed lined up against Purdue.
3: I think that speaks volumes. You know, uh, some things are just left unsaid, but I but it's it's really disappointing and and almost um, to the point of uh, humiliating. Mm -hmm. You know, when the best that you have is, and it's almost like the only reason you're here to begin with is because we have to put you in here. Mm -hmm. You know, that's almost kind of the the feeling that you get. And even on the baseball side, I mean, Southern Miss hasn't had the greatest year. The Eagles haven't had the greatest year. You talked to Coach Mm -hmm. Barry yesterday. They continue to struggle a little bit defensively. But a great series win over La Tech over the weekend. And the Massey rating, Southern Miss is in the mid-50s now. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, uh, what does it say about the leadership of Conference USA, Kelly? Uh, going back to the basketball tournament, that Western Kentucky didn't get in the NIT. Somebody in Dallas needs to be you have fighting to, for the
3: team. You have think. to be out selling your product. How do you expect anybody else to like your product if you don't? And if you don't, you're not going to be out there selling it. Right. All right. You you have to be able to get out there and tell people the advantages that the league has. Now, people said, well, what are the advantages? I'm not there at the conference meetings every day. you know. But I guarantee you, if I was for a week or so, I could pick three or four bullet points that I could go out to other conferences and say, this is why we need to be higher up. This wow. is why you know you have to make people have a sense of urgency about what you're doing and accentuate the good things so that other people then, like a mushroom, you know, like the old game of telephone, then they'll go out talking about those things. But it, it just seems to me like, like Conference USA even has kind of a, a stepchild, if you will, mentality when it comes to the other conferences. Uh,
2: I, I mentioned yesterday when we had this discussion that you say what you want to about the SEC, but they have public relations down to a fine science. Tell me if you've noticed this. I told Luke, I don't ever remember hearing an SEC coach do an interview that 30 seconds into the interview, he didn't make some reference to when you play in a great league like this, when you play in the toughest league in the country. It's secondary to everybody in the SEC. They don't do an interview, they don't promote their conference. I don't hear that from Conference USA.
3: Even the way we end this program Southern Miss, and then what do we all say? To the top. To the top. What is, what is Conference USA? They have no moniker, they have no slogan. They have no catchphrase, nothing. Right. I mean, what, what is the PR department doing with Conference USA? It befuddles me. Good question. All right, when we come back, baseball in town tonight, and
2: it should be very, very interesting with an old coach coming back to the peak. We'll have that next.
1: To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
0: Carter Jewelry of Pedal, Mississippi, brings you this fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. Be sure to check them out online also, cartersjewelry.com, or go see them in Pedal. get some of that SMTTT jewelry. Shea Carter and her friendly staff there to serve you. Softball looking to get their 16th win uh, tonight. In Hattiesburg against South Alabama. Tennis getting ready in about seven minutes. Ladies tennis to uh, host Bradley um, today. But uh, the biggest event probably today, the UNLM Warhawks, Louisiana Monroe Warhawks, led by Coach Fed, come to the Pete tonight tonight. And uh, Bob, Eagles have won seven out of the last eight. That five-game uh, losing streak in the past now seems like a long time ago. Eagles seem to be getting their offensive, hitting their offensive stride uh, at the right time. You're right. seven out of the last eight games, I
2: noticed too today. I, I didn't realize this uh, after the Louisiana Tech series. That's 15 out of the last 16 conference U.S. conference U.S.A. series that the Golden Eagles have won. And the only team that beat them in a series was last year against Louisiana Tech. So, Kelly, on a scale of 1 to 10, that was a pretty close to a 10 for the Golden Eagles to sweep Tech.
3: For sure. And you'd, you'd think that the scheduling gods would have made that game like at the end of the season because right. you'd think that's what it would come down to. But the fact that now you've got Tech behind you, Huge, and the three fact you, games behind you. Yeah, and and while we get, we mentioned Coach Wilderback's Jones ladies won at the first round of the of the women's national tournament. Pearl River has just won its first game in the men's tournament in Hutchinson, Kansas, eighty three to sixty nine. So congratulations, to the Wildcats. So guy.
2: those are the two junior colleges from Mississippi in that national tournament. Correct, I and
3: you. they're both from the, those of you listening in the Hattiesburg area. They're both right. one to the south and one to the north. So, uh,
2: Luke, yesterday. Uh, Coach Barry told us that it really didn't matter to him who was across the field coaching, but you know it's got to be a little different tonight when uh, when Fed shows back up.
0: Well, it's I mean it's if you're, if you're Scott Barry, I mean, that's your, that's your buddy over there. You know, at the same time, what we know about Scott Barry is he doesn't care if it's your buddy or your enemy. Like you said yesterday, he's going he's there to, to beat him. Wow. And, but, but it is pretty special when you start thinking about the coaching tree, uh, really from Hill Denson, um, that has permeated Southern Miss sports and now is branching out literally all across the Southeast. Um, uh, we don't want to lose, uh, Oz or Kai or Ba anytime soon, but you got to think that the other three guys on that staff in a few years will be in the same spot as as Federico having their own program just because uh, of this success and and it shows what type of coaching head coaching mentor Scott Barry really is. Right, so it should
2: be a good matchup tonight. Uh, Golden Eagles should win the game, but. You never know, do you?
3: And, you know, Monroe, and I know Coach Federico really vacillated about taking that job because I think every guy wants to at some point be you know, a head baseball coach at the college level. But Monroe is a tough place to win consistently. Mm-hmm. And they had a great year last year, the Warhawks, in their first year. You know, Bruce Petty, who, who, was, the head, who was the head Warhawk there, had just signed a, a three-year extension when he was fired. You know, and then Coach Federico went in. So I hope that they gave him some assurances that they would give him some time because it's a matter of being consistent. Had a great team last year, off to a slow start uh, this year. Monroe's just a—you know—it's a tough place to play. You got you got Tech on one side of you, and of course you're battling always, always in the state of uh, of Louisiana. You cannot underestimate how powerful that school in Baton Rouge is as far as getting the athletes that they want. You know, and then and then you got to battle. You know, Ole Miss and State that are. That are not far from from Monroe either. You know, so
2: Arkansas is a state that comes to mind that one school really yes. is is heads and heels the kingpin over everybody else. But LSU's that in Louisiana. There's no denying. I that.
3: was talking to Bobby Barbier, who's the head baseball coach at Northwestern State, and he said that he has he has gotten kids to commit to Northwestern State, saying I'm coming, and then three weeks later they'll call and say, Well, I'm I'm not coming, Coach. I'm going to LSU. And he'd say, Well, what did LSU offer you? And they said, nothing. A, a walk on position. He said, I'm g I'm giving you thirty-five percent. Mm-hmm. And he said and you're they don't play here. They, they would rather go to LSU and walk on, <laughs> well, and probably not even make the team, but just so that they can say, "Right, they play for LSU." Right, it's it's right. amazing. Well,
0: yeah. If if you're if you're born in the state of Louisiana, yes. you're a Tiger. I had a, I had a buddy uh, in seminary that tried out for uh, the LSU baseball team, and so he made the first round of cuts. He's a left-handed pitcher. Made the second round of cuts. And this is when Skip Burtman was still the manager. Skip comes up to him and says, well, son, I appreciate you trying out, but you're not going to help us win a, a conference championship. And he said, I have never been more insulted or honored in my life than to be <laughs> insulted by Skip Burtman. And that just kind of shows you, you know, what right. that, what that atmosphere is like. So when you're in Louisiana, right. you're a Tiger. Gabe Shepard, freshman righty starting night for the Golden Eagles. Uh, Cole Martin Jr. at lefty. So don't tell me Fed doesn't know our lineup already. Lefty throwing uh, tonight. So righty versus lefty, uh, Warhawks and Eagles tonight.
2: Yeah, going back to what you guys were talking about, you can see that, and I think that's what frustrates me so in Mississippi is when I see kids, and I watched them do it this year in football. There are three Division One colleges in Mississippi, but how many of them, straight off to Georgia, straight off to Alabama, straight out of the state, never have understood that. In Louisiana, I understand it. In Arkansas, I understand it. Harder to understand in Mississippi.
3: And and that's, again, what Coach Federico is dealing with you know, in Louisiana there at the uh... At Monroe. All right.
2: All right. That wraps it up for today. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Thanks so much for listening today, and I hope we'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon at 1. Until then, Southern Miss. To,
3: to the, the top. top. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping
1: into the
0: future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future.
2: Fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like
4: an eagle to a free. I go through the revolution. The...
0: A Super Talk, Mississippi yeah. Media Production.